Welcome to the Skin Club Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Alita. And I'm Rachel. Welcome to the club. Hello, guys. Welcome to... Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to this week's episode of the Skin Club Podcast. We have such a cool episode for you guys. Um, today it's all about skin myths. So what you guys see on TikTok, is it true or false? But before we jump in today, into today's episode, we are going to start as always with our weekly favorites and our weekly updates. So Rachel, what is your, or what are your weekly favorites for this week? So I have a lot of weekly favorites for this week because I went to Sephora and bought a ton (laughs) Of makeup. And it has been a really long time, actually, since I bought makeup because I i mean, I was a you makeup a artist. Break. Yeah. I've yeah. taken a break from doing makeup, but I still have my huge kit. Like, oh, yeah. my kit's full of makeup. So I just kind of have been using that. But I wanted to get some new makeup and try out different things. So... I got Laura Mercier's Tinted Moisturizer as a foundation, and I have been loving it because I don't feel like – Thank you. (laughs) I don't feel like it's, like, too thick or anything, um, but it gives just enough coverage, and it feels super lightweight. So that's been great. I also have started using Laura Mercier's Liquid Blush. That's also really pretty. Um, And Nude Sticks. I've never heard of this brand, but the Sephora employees were – raving about it I watched, like was it your TikTok? raving i made an instagram story store, okay. showing yeah, my makeup I that yes they seemed like they were like obsessed with you just wanting to give you everything oh yeah they were trying to sell me and i was <laughs> they were giving me something and i was biting it i, I love that <laughs> it doesn't take much to sell me i'm like okay i need this shirt yep. throw it in my bag but yeah i got a new sticks bronzer and highlighter and i actually really really like it is it like a chunky it's like a thick like roll up oh cool um and so what I like to do is rather than like directly applying it to my face I like to get a brush and dip it in it and then like sculpt my cheekbone with that okay and then the last thing I got was a nude sticks concealer and I'm really sad because I think I'm allergic to it (gasps) wait why and the only thing I'm like I've ever had an allergy from is cats and so it was really random for me so yeah because I only put concealer in my eye area Mm -hmm. and the two days I put it on my eyes were really puffy and red and like sensitive and I was like what the crap like my eyes are never sensitive that is interesting yeah so that's the one thing I'm really sad about because I love the coverage it gives Mm -hmm. but you're able to take it back though right I don't know I might just give it to my mom because my mom really likes it and we're the same color so yeah, that's that. That that was a long <laughs> weekly favorite. <laughs> but what's your weekly favorite? Okay, so my weekly favorite. So I was in San Francisco this past week. And first of all, I went to a freaking seven-story Nordstrom, which was a that's highlight. crazy. It was really cool. Was so fun. <laughs> and then, okay, so my, but my weekly favorite is um, we also went to Aritzia. Um. And I got this like full body bodysuit. I love Aritzia. <laughs> it's yeah, it's everything I hoped and dreamed it would be. To be honest, I I'm obsessed, but I'm Let's kind see. of bummed though because they very much cater to not pregnant size. Oh, so <laughs> what 
what color and like what material is it? So the one that I got, they said it's like their most stretchy one that they have, but it I love it because it doesn't have any seams like in the front. Oh, like yeah. not up the front part of the crotch and not like up again, like around the waistline, which other like full body bodysuits that I have have those kind of lines, which is fine. But when you're pregnant, it like literally rides up and gives me a camel toe. So oh, awesome. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so the bodysuit, it's we'll link it. It's like really cute, full body. It's black. And I'm just excited to like wear it to work and like put a like linen what do they call it? like button up over it? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. or just like Cute. wear a t-shirt and like tie it above my bump, you know, mm-hmm. so then I don't have to find other clothes. Cute little <laughs> pregnant lady. Yeah. And I then I also got their TNA socks. I don't know if you can see them on my Wait, feet. those are cute. Look at you coming up with all the sock recommendations last week's skins, skins this week TNA. Yes. I'm here I, for it. I love their socks and I just, I'm really into like the ankle length socks right yeah now. so me too yeah they're really cute and then I also got a bagu bag have you ever heard of bagu no what is it, it sounds oh my gosh okay fancy. it's so cute let me pull up a picture because I'm obsessed with it um but I I had seen it before um, is it like the bag with holes in it I don't know I'll show you what I'm thinking after you show me okay so my sister she showed me this bag but they're super cute and they're like i mean oh like a, a fanny of, pack yeah well they have a bunch of different ones like they have backpacks and other big bags oh but the brand is bagu yeah the i brand thought you're saying like a type of bag okay oh no it's so this is the one okay. that i got and cute. i really like it it's like a really big fanny pack and i have the lululemon like crossbody bag yeah and i really like it i've had it literally for years but with these ones, it has like a double pocket and then you can fit just so much stuff in it. And so I was taking or I was putting Joby's like diapers and wipes and all of my essentials in it and everything fit. Okay. I need that because I was actually at Lululemon the other day and I almost got a cross bag, mm-hmm. but I was like, mm, I don't know if I can with the size. Yeah. So I think that would be perfect. Well, And like these ones are so affordable. And then I also got like a cute little AirPods case for my AirPods. Um, because the one that I have right now is rubber and literally for some reason my purse gets so many crumbs in them. I think it's from just like Joby's snacks. Just from having a toddler. <laughs> yeah. And so um so yeah, I just hate how it always like sticks to the rubber case and then it's like crummy all over my yeah. AirPods. It's just yeah. disgusting. So anyways, those are my two weekly favorites. So we will link them um in Monday's stories but what's your weekly update I don't know if I should be embarrassed or not about this (laughs) so in our last podcast episode we talked about selling sunset oh yeah so I binge watched the whole season amazing (laughs) this week (laughs) um I it's addicting I love it the drama I am here for trash tv and so I that's really the only thing that happened this week and I mean I'm trying to be I mean after talking to Jessabella last week too I've been trying to be more consistent with making reels Mm -hmm. so I feel like I've also been pretty good about that recently I've been trying to force myself to make more but yeah this week consists of making reels and binge watching Selling Sunset that's so good Um, 
that's it. <laughs> I need help like figuring out how to make reels. I genuinely do not know how to make them. Have you like I can make some TikToks, but reels I do not like I don't know how to add words. I'm like an old grandma. I'll show comes- you. Okay. I'll show you. Okay, wait, it's did- a little different. Do you follow Christine on Instagram? Christine Quinn? Yes, yes I do. Okay, she made this post that like had me rolling it was so funny um gosh sorry this is gonna be something she says um honestly make me laugh so hard yes because yes. <laughs> it's like so out there I love her <laughs> it's she's entertaining for sure she oh she made a post and it was like um enjoy the five or like the 500 scripted drama whatever what does it say oh my gosh I'm so annoyed okay but it was essentially just like saying how fake the show is and like how it's just like a whole bunch of like fake plots really Um, yeah like that they don't really hate each other like that but yeah Hmm. so it was I think she must have edit her caption or something because I don't see it Anyways. Have you ever noticed? I don't know if this is mean or not, so I don't know if I should cut this out or not. <laughs> Have you ever noticed she kind of looks like Jeffree Star in that yes, picture? Yes, she does. I feel like she looks like him in a few different... I mean, Jeffree Star's fabulous, but I mean, I feel like they look similar. Very similar. Yeah, she gives off a lot of the same you know, vibes. It's ha- like the piercing blue eyes, the bleached perfect, blonde hair. pale skin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Porcelain skin. Mm-hmm. I just think they look very similar. 100%. Like they could be siblings. Yeah. I don't think that's mean. No. I don't think so. I think they're both very fabulous. Yeah. I think, honestly, I love her personality. Oh, I do feel yeah. like she's, like, the most straightforward, even though, like, she is so drama. Like, I love how confrontational she is, and she's just, like, stop being a little brat. You're just, not, like, you don't it. have to guess what's on her mind. Right. Yeah. Yes. I, d- I can't appreciate that for I, sure. I heard that her pregnancy was, like, fake. I heard that too. You did? Okay. I'm like so curious because she was literally like wearing six inch pumps like two days after she gave birth after having like a traumatic C-section. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. I heard. I forget what all I heard about that. And like wearing a crop top like that. I just, I'm not buying it. You know, after having had a baby, I'm just, it's hard to believe that she didn't have a surrogate. I don't know. No matter what, all babies in the in the world are beautiful <laughs> no matter how they get here <laughs> i just wish she would like spill the tea you know yeah is that all for your um episode? yeah that's okay. all okay what's yours um i went to san francisco for like 48 hours to go visit my sister and it was so fun san francisco is wild <laughs> <laughs> like my like whenever we'd go out to eat we like would sit by the window so that we could see the car because apparently there's so many break-ins Oh, because of that like law that they have that if it's like below a thousand dollars, like it doesn't matter. Like what? Yeah. Like you can steal anything as long as it's like less than a thousand dollars. Wait, that's an actual law. Yeah. And so people just like. Break How, into I'm sorry. How is that OK? I don't know. I don't know. That's it's not OK. Crazy. And so like homeless people will just break into their cars all the time. Or just like not even homeless people. Literally anyone will just break into your car. Like, oh, I saw a hundred dollar bill. I'm just going to take it because it's not illegal. Yeah. Or like if they like see your shopping bags, they'll like take them. And so literally every single time 
we got out of the car we had to take everything out of the car that's like if we went i don't know like we she picked me up from the airport and we had to go back to her apartment to go drop off all my stuff it was just literally like a tiny carry-on bag Oh, that gives me anxiety. I couldn't live there. Oh, I know. I've never been there before, but that gives me anxiety. (laughs) Well, it was like, it was so beautiful. And like, there's so many beautiful parts of the city, but I really feel like just the people there are really downgrading it like year by year. And even my dad used to go there all the time when I was younger for work trips. Mm -hmm. Like every other month, I think my dad was in San Francisco, but he said, because he's been back in like the last 20 years. And he said that all of his favorite parts are now like destroyed like it does not look like what it used to and it's just Mm -hmm. not the same city that it used to be that's sad which is so sad like but something that I really appreciated appreciate appreciated yeah yeah (laughs) when I was there was like how diverse it is yeah like they're just it's a melting pot of people and I loved that it was so that is cool and chaotic but I don't think I've ever seen like so many different types of people in one place Mm -hmm. and like it was just really cool. That's really cool. I love that. Um, and then another update for this week or like, yeah, I guess it's more so for the month. But m- this month, guys, literally, I'm like anxious thinking about my work schedule this month because of how busy. Pack yourself. And I forgot to put in lunch breaks. <laughs> Lita. <laughs> and I'm hypoglycemic. And so it's like if I just during this pregnancy, not always, but if I don't have like enough sugar in my body. I literally pass out. Um, when your jelly masks are sitting on your clients, you need to leave the room. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like I've changed my protocols to be like I apply the jelly mask and then I do a decollete massage for like a few minutes, like five minutes. And then I do the jade roller and then I comb you their hair. You do the comb too. Yeah. And so like I'm never out of the room. What about like and all of them are all of them are hydrophobic. Do you do LED light therapy or do you comb their hair when I they're under the LED light? LED light too, but now I'm just like I am just gonna bring like my snacks. I'm gonna room. come in your room and like <laughs> while you're massaging your client, I'm gonna be like feeding you. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. <laughs> but no, I'm just a little like anxious for this month. Like I'm so excited, but um, I have like more treatments just booked this month I think it was like just for Mother's Day and like I just want to do really well like for my clients but I'm also yeah. just like so nervous because I'm seeing so many new clients this month and it's like their first time getting facials for a lot of them and a lot of yeah. these are gifts so like I want to like live up can't to the screw it up. you know <laughs> so, oh, I just get like a little nervous yeah no you'll do great thank you and then <laughs> this Saturday I have an event. Um, I'm going to this thing called local trade, like Arizona local trade. It's mama's market. So I'm going there. And if you haven't seen me before, or if you have, you can come meet me there. It's like Tempe ish area. And I'm just posting up and oh, wait, you guys are going to hear this after it's already happened. Oh, I'll post about it. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm, um, I have like business cards that I'm handing out and then selling product and then just advertising like my hydrofacial there. And so I don't know. Are you bringing your hydrofacial there? Yeah, because it's my tabletop one. Oh, gotcha. So it's like really easy to transport. And I think my new one should be coming in like, I've been saying this for a while now, but like the next two weeks. It should come soon. They told me it was going to be like two to four weeks, like two weeks ago. So I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see when it gets here. But. Yeah, that's pretty much been the update. That's exciting. Yeah. 
be good marketing for you. I'm excited. And like all on all of my little business cards, um, I have like my QR code to my link tree so they can like purchase product or book mm-hmm. an appointment. Smart. And then also on my um on my business card, I have like a little uh discount code. So like if they put that word in the booking notes, then they get 15% off their first oh. service with me. So you know, just like marketing things, you know, marketing things, <laughs> business queen. I love yeah, that. I'm excited. I feel like it's just something new that I haven't ever done before. Yeah. So, yeah. Fun little marketing things. Okay. Well, let's jump into today's episode. Are you ready? I'm so excited. She's I've, sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this episode for a long time and I've teased it a little bit on my Instagram, um, our guest. And I I've just, I've loved following her for so long. She's one of the first people that I started following when I became an esthetician four years ago. Um, and she's just very science-based, matter of the fact, says it how it is. And I love that about her. So that's so awesome. Yeah. I'm like so excited because you guys like having these bigger named estheticians on our podcast truly like is so exciting for us. And like it kind of feels like a dream come true finally being able to connect with these people that we've looked up to for so long. Yeah. So I can't even explain. I'm just so honored. (laughs) We really hope you guys enjoy our episodes with these uh, amazing estheticians in our industry and you don't hear the fangirl in our voices too much. (laughs) Before I came on, Jason's like, Rachel, don't do, he's like, don't sound like a fangirl. I'm like, I'll be professional. Okay. (laughs) Well, on our episode today, we are having Rianne Kelly. Yeah. She is an amazing esthetician from Bellevue, Washington. She went to school at the Euro Institute of Skincare in Renton, Washington. She's been a licensed esthetician since 2009. She's the owner of Esthete Med Spa. And her favorite treatment she offers now is the Cool Peel Laser. So we are going to call her up and have her on this episode, and she's going to debunk all the myths, guys. She is so, so, so smart, and if you don't follow her, you should. It's the Master Esthetician on Instagram. Yes. So go follow her, the Master Esthetician, and we have literally so many questions for her. So we have listener questions and then questions just that Rachel and I have been dying to know about. So... Um, we're going to call her up and yeah, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so hello, Rianne. We are so excited to have you here on the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. So our first question for you is how did you get into aesthetics? What drew you in and what kept you in aesthetics? Right. So, I mean, I think from an early age, I was kind of drawn to the beauty industry. I always did my friend's hair and makeup for events. And when I was in high school, I started working for a Medi Spa doing front desk and spa assisting and just kind of fell in love with it and had it in the back of my mind, but never did anything with it. So I went to college and I was there for three years and I was just miserable. So I left and went to aesthetic school and it was the best decision that I ever made. (laughs) 
That's amazing. So you've been an esthetician now since 2009. Yes. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So have you always um, just done facials or have you kind of jumped around in the industry? What have you done? I've done it all. Um, My first job, tons of waxing, lots of waxing, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, facials, spray tans, eyelash extensions, microblading, oh, wow. um, you know, lasers, microneedling, dermaplaning, chemical peels. I mean, all you of it. Did it all. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. You have to try things to I... see if you're, you know, one, if you like it and two, if you're good at it. I agree. Totally. Yeah, I think everyone should start out dipping their toes in everything mm -hmm. for sure. So I see like you post so much educational content. What are like your favorite ways to continue your education? Because you're literally like the dictionary of aesthetics. <laughs> like, how did you get to be to this point? You're too kind. I, I mean, there is <laughs> there's definitely stuff that I don't know. Um, but following the right people, I think, and I try to go to conferences when I can. Uh, like Aesthetic Next or the one in Vegas is a great one too. I I lean more towards the medical side. So Aesthetic Next is more a better fit for me. And just brand education and just following amazing people on Instagram has really taught me a lot. That's so cool. Well, because you're the dictionary of aesthetics, <laughs> we have tons of questions for you. Okay. you with the hard questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I actually, before we get into it, I have one more question for you. So you were working at Whisperwoods. Yeah. As the lead esthetician. Mm-hmm. So has Whisperwoods, is that what now is rebranded as Aesthete? Yes. So... Okay. Whisperwood was my friend's business, uh, Josh Davis, okay. or Talks Josh, as he's better known. Um, he's in Nashville. And when I left Skin Spirit, uh, I did some pop-ups for a while at some friends' places because I, I really wanted to get into a better situation than I have been. And he kept... <laughs> saying you need to go out on your own you need to go out on your own I'm like no I don't want to do that I worked <laughs> at a medi spa and knew the owner and it just looks like too much of a headache like no thank you and yeah. so a couple months of doing the pop-ups again talking to him and I was crying and he's like why don't you open a Whisperwood in Seattle I'm like I could do that <laughs> So I had his support behind me and he kind of had everything done and would do the stuff I didn't know how to do. And, you know, little did, little did I know he was just tricking me into <laughs> opening up my own place. Cause I mean, I just, mm -hmm. I did, I've done everything from the beginning and he just was very hands off and he's like, do whatever you want to do. It's yours. Like, so we finally made it official and the, um, the LLC 
got changed over to me and I changed the name to reflect myself better because Whisperwood was his. And he also rebranded and it's now Talks Josh Studios. Okay. Okay. So where are you originally from? Um, I grew up in Sammamish, Washington. Okay. So you've always been in Washington. Mm-hmm. Okay, since since, cool. since I was five. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, sweet. Hey, well, let's get into these questions because <laughs> there's so many. So the first one, we'll just kind of want you to let us know if it's a myth or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I get asked this frequently as an esthetician. And the question is, can vitamin C and retinol be used together? Absolutely. Absolutely. They need to be used together um, because vitamin A, to put it simply, makes collagen uh, among a myriad of other things. And then vitamin C, we can't make or store collagen without it. And vitamin C is one of the vitamins that we don't naturally make. So it's important to use it topically. Do you have a favorite vitamin C and retinol? My favorite... (laughs) Sorry, my puppy. Um, <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> we love dogs. Okay. I, hi. Oh, so cute. <laughs> hi. Hi. He's like, you got home and didn't say hi to me. Hi. My dogs are the same way. Hi. <laughs> so cute. I just threw some treats up in some balls and hoped that would <laughs> distract them. Um, anyways. Um, my favorite vitamin C is Alto from Skin Better, and my favorite retinoid is also from Skin Better called Alpha Ret. Love those both. So good. Yes. <laughs> okay, another fact or myth. Um, does drinking water clear up your acne? No. No, sadly, sadly not. If it were that easy, you know, I don't think our jobs would exist. Um, totally. (laughs) Obviously water intake is important, but that's not the cause. You're not getting to the root cause of acne. Yes. Cells are more hydrated. They'll function better. Your body is working better. Maybe, you know, but no, it's not going to make or break anything. Right. Just like it won't help. Just like it won't help with hydration of your skin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Only teenagers get acne. Very false. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you say your clientele is like half and half, like half of your acne clients are adults and half are teenagers? Um, I have more of an adult clientele. Um, okay. I do have some teenagers, but, uh, Adult acne is very prevalent and people don't know yeah. know about it and they're like, what's going on? They're like, I never had acne as a teen and now I'm breaking out like crazy. And I'm like, yep, that's what happens. Yeah, and I feel like that's how most of my clientele is. Like, I feel like it's majority of adults coming to me with acne concerns. Mm-hmm. It's very much a real thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, biotin is good for your skin. There's no, um, no, there's no studies that prove that it helps with the skin at all. Um, and even with 
even with hair, it hasn't been proven to be beneficial. And in fact, some people get broken out by biotin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen that more often than not. And I, I do think that quality of certain vitamins too plays like a huge factor in whether or not um someone's going to break out from it too. Right. Yeah. Okay. Lost my spot. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another common question we get, does retinol thin the skin? No. Retinol does not thin the skin. Um, it does thin the epidermis, but it then thickens the epidermis, which is the more important. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It thickens the dermis, which is the more important one. So because it's stimulating cell turnover, your epidermis is thinner because you don't have any buildup and it's functioning really well. Do you think that you can use retinol in the summer? Absolutely. It's safe? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. (laughs) There um, have been even studies that show that vitamin A helps protect you from the sun. Yeah. Yep. I think, where did we see that? We talked about it with, I think, Chloe Stott. Okay. When she came on, we talked about how... Or was it Allison? I don't know. We talked about this on a previous episode and... Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's okay. okay. Um, I was thinking was we get turn. so lost. Uh, no worries. <laughs> um, are parabens dangerous? No, they are not dangerous. They actually have the longest safety record of any preservative. Um, there was one study done that everybody freaked out about, and it's been proven that that study. Sh- that study has been thrown out since then. And since then, there have been so many studies proving the safety of parabens. But because mm-hmm. everybody is scared of them, because of all the fear-mongering that, has, that went on with parabens, companies are just shifting away from them to, rather than educating, they are shifting away from parabens. But parabens are great preservatives and you do you know what they need that in a skincare product (laughs) do you know what they replace parabens with to preserve i mean there's a lot of options i mean certain vitamins you know acids but they i mean nothing works as well as parabens Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause it's been used since like what the 1920s, like it's been used for such a long time and well, and it's also natural. I mean, it, it's in blueberries. So yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we eat parabens. So it's not, <laughs> and just because, yeah, just because something is in there doesn't mean that it's dangerous. Yeah, totally. Dr. Sharon Aegis, she makes mm-hmm. really great videos. Um, she made a great one about parabens. Um, I'd encourage everyone to go look at. I actually listened to that today when I was oh, walking nice. on my treadmill. <laughs> um, and she talks about it and how with parabens, like the concentration is limited. So it's not like there's right. like. Okay. So it's just fear mongering. It is. Interesting. Yeah. Unfortunately, but, okay. you know, when that first paper came out, People just 
the, the news went crazy and people went crazy and it, yeah. it did a lot of uh, damage. Okay. That's so but. good to know. Okay. I keep losing. I'm just going to look at your thing. <laughs> I keep losing my spot. Okay. Does chemical sunscreen bleach the coral reef? There again. A great person to follow is Lab Muffin Beauty Science, and yes. she will debunk everything you know about sunscreen. But <laughs> but there have been there is no conclusive evidence that any sunscreen bleaches the coral reef. It's actually other things that are being put into the water, and they're trying to like make it about sunscreen when it's really a bigger problem that needs to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. And I think I've seen Michelle Lab mm -hmm. Muffin Beauty talk about how the ocean is so big, the sunscreen is not affecting the coral reefs. Right. Right. Yeah. You just have to think about it. And it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, my sunscreen literally like dissolves when I get into a pool, like when I was younger. And I'm like, there's no way that it could literally pollute an entire ocean. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. The next one is, um, is the plasma pen bad? So yes and no. Um, the only plasma pen that I trust and that I have used is Subnovi, Subnovi by Cartessa Aesthetics. And it is a, it is wildly different than the plasma pens on the market and comes with a great safety record and has two patented wavelengths in it. Um, and it's at a low frequency. So I've never had any issues with it. Other plasma pens, I have corrected many people's skin from that. That's okay. so good to know because I've heard such mixed things. I've heard some people say their skin was completely destroyed after, but then mm -hmm. I've heard some people say that their skins never looked better. So that's good to know. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're not, they're not regulated right now. And uh, I think just like with microneedling and hyaluron pen and all that kind of stuff, it's going to be more closely monitored. So I think people that are, most people who are doing it probably won't be able to do it for much longer. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Does dermaplaning cause hair to grow back darker and thicker? And does it depend on if the hair is vellus hair or if it's coarse hair? Nope. Doesn't matter what kind of hair it is. It's, you know, like getting a haircut. It doesn't change your hair. We're not getting to the, the follicle, the DNA. We're not changing the DNA of the cell. So it's mm -hmm. usually you're just more aware of the hair and yeah. <laughs> and when you go from no hair to the hair growing back you're like oh my god I'm so hairy but it's Notice like it. you're like no that's how it was so <laughs> mm -hmm. you're just you're just noticing it more now so <laughs> exactly hey fact or myth SPF causes cancer <laughs> myth <laughs> Very much a Perfect. myth. Um, sunscreen. I mean, there are so many studies done on sunscreen and its safety and that it helps prevent cancer. And uh, 
it's just ridiculous that people think that it causes cancer. Do you think that the quality of the sunscreen matters? To a degree, but anything that is a a real sunscreen in the U.S. has to be approved by the FDA and goes through testing. Mm-hmm. So as long as that's been done, you know, it's not like homemade and... <laughs> Right. But um, sunscreens are regulated, so you don't really have to worry about that. Obviously, yeah, (laughs) yeah, and obviously, sometimes the more expensive you go with sunscreens, the more cosmetically elegant they are. Maybe they have additional benefits. You know, there's all that kind of stuff. So sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, you get a little bit more for your money with more expensive sunscreens. Do you have a favorite sunscreen? Oh my god. Um, I don't think I could choose just one. <laughs> I love the ones from Skin Better, uh, Color Science, um, Isden. I really like Isden's as well. Um, Jan Marini. I mean, I like. I, I I'm a sunscreen whore. I like it all. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So staying on the sunscreen topic, does zinc and titanium um, sunscreen stop working after two hours? None of them just like stop working after two hours. Um, And I forget who did that. Might have been. Oh, I can't remember. But somebody on Instagram showed under a uv camera you know what happened throughout the day and it it shows the sunscreen is still there you're still getting protection but it definitely drops and especially if you're active and sweating and rubbing and you need to reapply but it doesn't just like stop working that makes sense (laughs) yeah um can the led light penetrate through a jelly mask no (laughs) <laughs> what about the ones that say that it's like a jelly mask LED or an LED light jelly mask? I don't buy it. Well, not specifically me. I don't buy it. <laughs> okay. And I've talked to Saluma and I mean the mask, the LED mask, and don't get me wrong. I love SD Max. I use their hydro jelly mask. Love them. Mm-hmm. But it's not even clear. It's kind of opaque. And yeah you're putting something thicker on the skin and it's, yeah, I just, I don't buy it. Separate them. Will you put anything under your jelly or under your led light, like any product? Does that affect it at all? As long as it's clear and not, you know, going to block the light, you know, like a mask, like a clay mask Mm -hmm. or something like that. But a serum, I I do that all the time and it's really lovely. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. I kind of like that because I feel like when I'm under, if I don't have like a serum on, I feel like I'm drying out under the light. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Is birth control a quick fix for acne? No. Unfortunately, it is not a quick fix for acne. There's there's no quick fix for acne. Even, even Accutane isn't a quick fix. And 
it's not a hundred percent either. Um, it, it, and sometimes it can make your acne worse and, you know, playing with your hormones. If you don't need to play with your hormones, probably not a good idea. <laughs> if I you, agree. If you're on it for other reasons, absolutely. Like I have an IUD, right. like, so, but no, it's not a quick fix for acne. It can, it can help a little bit depending on the kind you have to make sure you have the right hormone. So not all of them are going to do it, but I think it's better to do other things, look at your skincare, get some blood work done, um, possibly do some prescription, you know, oral antibiotics or spironolactone. And now they have topical spironolactone. So, I mean, there's lots of options. Yeah, I agree. Especially, especially, <laughs> especially if somebody's young, you know, and that's kind of how it's it, sad how young it's kind of, yeah. I mean, that's how it was for me growing up and, you know, I was 16. I was like, yeah, like it'll give me better skin and help with my periods. Awesome. But yeah. <laughs> In the long run, it's not helping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the percentage of an ingredient is the most important part of a product. Is that a fact or a myth? Uh, myth. Uh, depending on the product, it may need a high percentage, and then there are ones that don't need a high percentage to be effective. Um, mm-hmm. One example that off the top of my head is like niacinamide. Niacinamide, all the studies have been done with uh, 2 to 4%, and there are now... 10% niacinamides and 20% niacinamides out there. So it's crazy. Yeah. More doesn't equal <laughs> better. Yeah. <coughs> and sometimes like with um L-ascorbic acid, they do it at such a high number just so a low number will get through, the right amount will get through. Yeah. Yeah. Are all surfactants irritating to the skin? No. No. Um, again, uh, Michelle, Lab Muffin Beauty Science, or Jan with the EcoWell, um, Skin Chemi, they're all great accounts to follow, but surfactants have come a long ways, and it's really the whole formulation, you know, just because uh, – SLS is in it doesn't mean that it's going to be stripping and drying. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I feel like SLS is one of those things too that everyone sees and freaks out immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Again, fear mongering. Yeah. It's annoying that they do that. <laughs> it is, but it's I, uh, uh, fear sells. It's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, do you think that Supergoop is a good brand or a good SPF? Yeah, absolutely. They make great SPFs. And they Sweet. and they really- and they make a couple that um work on darker skin tones, so that's amazing. Yeah, I've been like testing out their stuff, just like a um Nordstrom or Sephora. Mm-hmm. And I always love the consistency, but I'm always worried that like it's not as potent as medical grade. 
So I'm like, do I want to spend this much on something that's not, I guess, like to the quality of medical grade? What are your thoughts? Well, so there's not actually a category for medical grade. That's it's made up. Um, and all oh. sunscreens have to go undergo the same testing. So I, with, I like to say professional lines, <laughs> I think sometimes they're a little bit more cosmetically elegant sometimes. And again, have additional benefits that you won't get over the counter. But again, all sunscreens go through the same process and are tested the same ways. So you're safe. Okay. <laughs> I actually, I have a question going off of that. Yeah. So I recently heard that medical grade and pharmaceutical grade, it's not a regulated term. Nope. And in school, I remember being taught like these are pharmaceutical grade products. These are medical grade products. Yes. And I recently found this out and I was like, what? Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a big uh, mind trip because that's what they do <laughs> teach you in school. And I had to unlearn, mm-hmm. I had to unlearn that as well. Um, but yes, there is no true category for medical grade or professional grade. So they are not held to a higher, higher standard. They don't have 90, 99% active ingredients or whatever it says on that, that post. Um, yes. And do I think that some of the professional lines have better products? Yes, I do. Um, but anyone could slap medical grade or professional on their label. Yeah. Okay. Thank so you. Do you like? Do you just call the products that you retail professional products? Yeah, I just yeah they're professional because they're only sold by professionals. Okay. I think I think that's I actually, a I think that's a better term. Um, if you still want to differentiate, because I do, there is some difference between, you know, professional products and what you can get at the drugstore. Okay. That's right. actually a following question that we have later. So okay. we're going to ask you about all of that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Myth or fact, oily skin doesn't need a moisturizer. Uh, myth. All skin needs hydration, and a lot of times you can, even with oily skin, you can be dehydrated, but, you know, you're obviously still having oil production, but, or, mm-hmm. you know, but you're lacking in water or whatever. So every, every skin needs hydration. I saw recently on TikTok this older lady, and she she says that using moisturizer um like isn't good for your skin because it makes your skin dependent on like something else providing its moisture. What are your thoughts on that? Um that's kind of the obaji um what is the word I'm looking that's for? That's like zo, right? Yeah, zio. Yeah, it's zio obaji, Dr. Obaji. That's okay. kind of his um thoughts on well and how he what is the word I'm looking for promotes his line and that's what he teaches is that your skin becomes dependent on it but uh, I 
haven't seen that in all my years of practice. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, some people need, especially if you were on a routine that has actives in it, you're going to need a little help to repair your barrier and hydration because you're doing all these things to it. You got to give it some love back. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your favorite moisturizer? Um, my top two are Trio from Skin Better and Dermal Nourish Repair from Sente. Okay. I cannot live now that I've tried Trio. I cannot live without it. It's so good. Like, I am the Sahara Desert. I have been <laughs> since I was little. And like I have the earth's crust on my face if I'm not <laughs> lathering in moisturizer mm-hmm. and derm cleaning every month. And my skin has never been happier since yep. I started using Trio. I'm like, what's in this? This mm-hmm. is actually amazing. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Ac- it actually hydrates your skin and not just when it's on. Like even when you take it off, you're like, oh, my skin still feels good. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now like being pregnant, so I typically get Botox mm-hmm. like twice a year because I'm like a Sharpay. I just get like the deepest <laughs> freaking wrinkles in my forehead for even just being 24. I've had them since I was young. Yeah. Like I get yeah. tan lines like so bad in my 11s. And since I started using Trio and Interfuse, mm. That's like, a good combo. Literally, I feel like I have Botox on the side while being pregnant because yeah, I, I like do not notice. I mean, you can see me like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty shiny for, <laughs> for not having Botox. <laughs> you should uh, throw uh, Revox uh, 8 in there from Revision. It's like, oh my a, gosh, I will message you to get that. It's like a topical I'm like, Botox kind of. And it's pregnancy safe? Yep. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to order it from you. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, so now we have our listener questions. Okay. Um, we kind of teased, we didn't, <laughs> we teased on our Instagram that we had someone coming on um, and to hit us with their hard questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to go through and read those. Great. So do you want to get start? Yeah. Okay. Um, is there actually a difference between drugstore and medical grade skincare? If so, what is it? No. There's no difference. They are not held to different standards. Um, So there is only um, prescription and over-the-counter. Those are the only two categories recognized by the FDA. So everything else, including clean beauty, green beauty, it's all a label that anyone could slap on without being better. Do I think that there are better lines out there that are over the counter? Yes, absolutely. But there's no regulation for it. What are your favorite like drugstore kinds of products? Um, I think Natrium has some good products um, from Susan Yara. Um, The Inky List can have some great stuff in it. I'm not a big fan of the ordinary and individual ingredients. I'd rather have all of it in one thing. I was going to ask that. Yeah, yeah, I just usually just 
gets people into trouble and you end up sp- spending the same amount because you have to buy 10 different serums. Um, right. uh, Roche Posay. I mean, there, and there's a lot of, I'm blanking, I know. Um, herbivore. I mean, there, there's a lot of good, quote, over the counter stuff. So why do you think people get such better results though with professional products than they do with like drugstore? Yeah. So I think it's a combination of things and working with an esthetician, being held accountable. And like I said, I do believe that there are lines like skin better that you cannot find a copycat version of that in the drugstore. Right. Like, and I, it's kind of, it's hard to not differentiate when after like going to different classes with these professional lines Mm -hmm. and like learning like what they do behind the scenes to ensure the quality of their products. Yeah. It's hard to like not feel like they're entirely just superior. Right. (laughs) Than other products because I mean, at least I was taught that um, just when they're mass produced, the quality goes down um, because it's not individually tested. Whereas like with some lines that I mean, I carry like Glymed, Mm -hmm. they do small batches of like 30 to 40 products at a time, like per batch, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. In my head, it's like so hard to separate that Mm -hmm. they're all, I guess, held to the same standard, but yeah (laughs) right they're all held to the same standard but can you do more and better absolutely right so then sorry I have another question then yeah Um, so like with chemical peels Mm -hmm. like you can't purchase anything like chemical peels at a drugstore right so then what would that category be for things that only professionals can purchase that have that kind of high potency product right Again, uh, I think just professional product works for that because, yes, there are peels that require, like I have a perfect peel and I have Cosmolon and you have to have a doctor Mm -hmm. to be able to get those on top Mm -hmm. of being a master esthetician, you know, so yeah, it is, that must be. It's a good question. I don't know if it's (laughs) how that's regulated differently because there's no cat, there's no category for it. So, Mm -hmm. right. But yet it's only sold by professionals. Okay. Well, very cool. All right. Can cleansers with active ingredients make you purge? And what are your thoughts on purging? Yeah, and anything that has actives in it can potentially make you purge. Cleansers are probably less likely because they're not on the skin for that long. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, anything that speeds up cell turnover can definitely cause you to purge. Purging, it, it does happen. I think it gets mistaken a lot for different things, but it definitely can happen. And you just kind of have to push through it and it gets better or working into a routine slowly and adding things in one at a time can be very helpful. 
Um, what are your thoughts on private label skincare brands? Um, <laughs> I don't have a problem with them and they can be quite good. What I don't like is when people are like, I made this skincare line or, you know, I worked for years on this skincare line. It's like, no, you got that from topics. It's the same thing that mm-hmm. all the other doctors have. You just, the label has changed. Um, so I think private label skincare can be good. I just, I don't, that bugs me about it. Like, oh, I made this. and like, no, you chose it out of a catalog. But yeah, just be truthful about it. Right, just be truthful about it. But there are, I mean, like topics and young pharmaceuticals, like they make great products. So mm-hmm. um, it can be definitely to your benefit to do private label skincare. As long as you don't. <laughs> Take all the credit. Take all the credit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this listener asked, she said, I went to a skincare opening and they used Osmosis Beauty. They were saying that using actives on the skin is not helping, but further irritating the skin. Do you think this is something that could be accurate? So I'm going to tread this very carefully. Um, The creator of Osmosis, he's a bit out there, to be kind. Speak your truth. Yeah. (laughs) Get it out. You can listen to him on many podcasts. I have listened to them. So um, I, you know, he also helped make cosmetics which is a great line but with osmosis it's more of more of his line and like what he believes and what he wants to sell um i think there are some good products in osmosis but i i disagree with the fact that acids are harming this skin okay (laughs) I love my acids. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Acids are great. Obviously, you need to be careful with them and right. um, need to use them the right way. But, I mean, there's great studies on chemicals and um, acids and the benefits that they do to the skin. I mean, like glycolic acid is amazing for the skin and stimulates collagen and does all these great things. So. As long as you use Mm -hmm. them properly and, like I said earlier, you know, repair your barrier and take care of your skin and nourish it, what's the problem? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's very interesting because I've never heard that question before. I didn't know that was what Osmosis Beauty believed. So that's actually really interesting to me. That's one of their beliefs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's your take on Botox and fillers? Uh, they're amazing. I just got my lips filled. <laughs> um, I love it. But yeah, I love, I love 
talks and I love the fillers and done properly in the right hands. It's amazing. And definitely do your research and make sure you're going to good people. But it's amazing. I started when I was 25. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and I have no um, wrinkles. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so great. Um, do you know, I heard this recently, literally the other day, so I haven't even looked into it, but do you know if over time filler starts to like migrate move around your face? Migrate. Yeah. Yes, it can. Depending on the area, um, how it was placed. I mean, there's a lot of different factors that go into it, but especially on, yeah. on areas that move like around the mouth. Mouth, it can yeah. it can migrate and that's a possibility and it's not a big deal you just have it dissolved and you s start from scratch get it dissolved mm -hmm. yeah yeah but yeah that's okay. it's always something that can, ha can happen to anything especially that's in an area of movement right yeah that makes sense okay what are your thoughts on the new tiktok trend slugging Right. Um, so I think <laughs> I, I think that it's way overhyped and it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. If someone is truly really dry and dehydrated, you know, doing a thin layer of aquaphor on top, like that can be really beneficial for some people sometimes. I don't think it's something you should do every night. Um, and like I said, I don't think it's for everybody. I personally would, I think if you're having to slug, maybe you need a different moisturizer or a hydrating serum or mix an oil into it. Um, <laughs> but, and also like using something better than just Aquaphor. I mean, like Glymed, you can use like the Cell Balm or um, Truth Treatments. I love their Omega Mega 6 Healing Balm or their um, Sea Balm. Uh, do a thin layer on top of stuff when I do a lot of actives one night. So better options than just Vaseline. Mm -hmm. Do you know if the Cell Protection Balm is good for like perioral dermatitis? Um, or like what would be a good... I don't... I feel like I've had a lot of clients start having that as of like this last month. Yeah, perioral is very common. I myself, I had it once. It's awful. Um, and actually with perioral dermatitis, you um, need to keep it very simple, gentle, and basic. So I don't yeah. think cell balm would be a good one for that. And if, okay. if that perioral, perioral dermatitis is caused by yeast then it's really bad because the more moisture in it there is, the more it'll grow. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So perioral, it, it's not necessarily always yeast, but it can be. Um, there are okay. different types. So, yeah. I've, I've heard, like, from some people that it can be stress-induced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. some people, it's purely stress, hormones, toothpaste, for me, it was jumping from a 0.5 retinol to a 1.0 retinol. 
So really? Okay. Yeah. And that, I mean, and I don't, I've never had any problem with alpha red and alpha red is actually stronger than this, yeah. the skin suticals retinol. So yeah, just jumping. That's all I did was I was totally fine on a 0.5. I was using it every day. I was like, okay, I'll jump up to the 1.0. And yeah, mm-hmm. perioral dermatitis everywhere. How long did that last for you? Well, once I figured out what it was <laughs> and <laughs> stopped treating it like acne um, and got to the derm, it uh, she gave me a topical and an oral antibiotic and it was gone within a week. Oh, amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Um, what's your thought on Accutane? Accutane is amazing when it's needed. It should not be the first line of, you know, what we go to for the first thing. Um, it is harsh on the body. It is a very high dose of vitamin A. It's more regulated than chemotherapy to give you some idea of how potent it is. (laughs) I had no idea. I did not know that. Yes. Yeah. One of my friends is a dermatologist and um, learned that from her. So, I mean, yeah, you have to, every month you have to go in for a blood test, a pregnancy test, and I mean, they- A depression test too, right? mm, I think that might be newer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, and, and you can't even, um, prescribe Accutane until you've tried other things and have put that in the system. So it's very regulated. Mm -hmm. So I have a few clients who the very first time they went to the derm, like the very, very, very first time they ever went to the derm, he prescribed Accutane. Yeah. This has happened for two of my clients in the last three months, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> one of them hasn't even come in to see me yet. She was just messaging me. And then I told her, like, well, book an appointment. And then she's like, well, you're, like, booked a month and a half out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's worth it. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that I would beat her before the derm did to put on Accutane. But apparently... You don't have to wait that long. (laughs) Yeah, that's, it's really unfortunate when that happens because like I said, Accutane is amazing. And for the people that need it, it's life-saving. And, but even Accutane isn't a hundred percent. I see so many people that have done Accutane once, twice, three times. Yes, the acne doesn't come back as bad, but you can still like a couple years can go by and the acne can come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's hard. It's. Uh, I think too many derms use it as a bandaid. Sometimes it's quick. They don't have to deal with it. They know it works, but it should be used with caution because it is. A, you know, a very, very high dose of vitamin A. Yeah, I completely agree. Me too. All right. Can you please explain pore size? When we use hot water, does the pore, oops, actually open and cold water, does it close? I've heard that's not real, but how else do you explain that? 
right? Uh, so yeah, that's not true. Pores do not open and close. They are not doors. They are more like door frames. Um, <laughs> and heat and cold do not make them open or close. What the heat does is it softens the sebum and makes extractions easier. Um, but for the most part, your pores are your pores. There's not much you can do. Um, peels, microneedling, um, using vitamin A and all that stuff can help minimize the size of them a little bit. But, mm-hmm. um, and hydration plays a big role too. Aging, um, you know, when your skin isn't as plump and tight, obviously the pore will become more obvious looking. Right. Okay. What are your thoughts on IS Clinical? IS Clinical is a great brand. I've worked with it before. Um, Lovely brand, great products. Uh, The creators and owners behind it, they're fantastic to talk to, fascinating, and just wealth of knowledge. Sweet. So you would recommend? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You have a favorite product or two from there? Um, The Warming Honey Cleanser is lovely. I've heard so much Same. about that. <laughs> I need to try it. <laughs> um, I love the brightening. Well, they changed the name. It used to be called White Lightning, and now it's called Brightening Complex. I usually put my pregnant clients on that since they um, – well, if they don't want to use a retinoid. Um, and then the youth, the youth creme is really lovely, but it's so expensive, <laughs> but it is, it is, it is really lovely. Um, their vitamin C's are great. Um, their youth eye cream is great. They've got a lot of great products, but I guess those are the ones okay. that, stand out (laughs) okay there's so many products I need to try (laughs) (laughs) it's never ending (laughs) seriously (laughs) all right so the next listener asked I heard that the owner of DMK say dermaplaning isn't great for the skin what is your opinion um I didn't know it was the owner of DMK who said that I've seen that going around, um, especially with a lot of European estheticians for whatever reason. Um, but so much of what we do, like even if we're washing the skin or putting stuff on, I mean, we're disrupting the barrier and Mm -hmm. especially a lot of what (laughs) a lot of what we do is you know with chemical peels and stuff like that (laughs) his ball is stuck and I don't think he's gonna stop (laughs) Dublin (laughs) he's a talker when he wants something so hold on just a second (laughs) you're good (laughs) so so much of what we do disrupts the barrier but 
as long as you're nourishing the skin and replacing it, I don't see what the harm is. And I mean, and, and if that was true, I mean, men shave every day. So. That's true. And most women shave, I mean, their legs and yeah. underarms every day. So it just doesn't make complete sense. What are your what are your thoughts on the tinkle razor versus dermaplaning? The tinkle razor is as long as it is a one-time use, it's clean, you prep your skin, it can be great in between dermaplaning treatments just to remove the fuzz, but it, it is definitely not the same thing. Because yeah. with dermaplaning, you have a scalpel, a 10 blade, and you're doing it at a 45 degree angle like completely different than a little tinkle razor totally yeah so if you want the foot I always tell yeah. people like you know because dermaplaning doesn't last that long maybe maybe a week if you're lucky and people like that look and like how their makeup sits and I'm like that's a good option to remove the hair on your face totally mm-hmm. I agree um, do I have to wear SPF even when I am indoors? <laughs> if there are if there are windows, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, this is our last question we got. And this listener asked, can humidifiers help your skin? Yeah. Uh I recommend them to clients in the wintertime um to sleep with it. Um the heat, cooling, it all dehydrates us and takes, mm-hmm. you know, water out of the air. So it's good to have humidifiers going. I mean, you can have them going in your whole house. It's going to help your skin, your breathing, but <laughs> you don't have to go crazy. But I always tell people that, you know, they're like, oh, I'm a little dry now because it's winter. And I'm like, well, one easy thing you can try is sleeping with a cool mist humidifier and seeing if that helps before you yeah. try anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that is all that we have for today's episode. We are so grateful that you decided to join us. Seriously, this has been so informative. I've learned so much. Same. Oh, good. Same. <laughs> I'm glad. And we'll have to ask you more questions later on when we get more TikTok trends that come <laughs> <Yeah>. our way. <laughs> no, I'm happy to do it again. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Thank you we so are much. So honored to have you on. Um you're just you're a wealth of knowledge and we appreciate you oh, thank so you. much. Um do you want to shout out your Instagram, your socials so our listeners can follow you? Yeah. Um so on Instagram I'm at the dot master dot esthetician with an A and you can follow my business page, which is um, aesthete-skin. Uh, That's a good one to follow. My website will be up and going hopefully this week. And that's uh, aesthete-skin.com as well. Darby? Um, <laughs> and, uh, my podcast, you can find on... Uh, Spotify or iTunes um, or what is it? Apple Podcasts. 
Um, I took a little hiatus, but it will be back. <laughs> it was just, um, just needed a little break. Yes, I've been listening to everyone as they've come out. They're so good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I think that's it. <laughs> awesome. I don't really, I have TikTok, but I don't really use it. I have Twitter, but I don't really use it. So. So are you still taking new clients and do you have people like working for you that are taking clients if you're not anymore? At this moment, I am still taking new clients. I am toying with the idea of closing my books because my regular clients are having a hard time getting in. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And I do have an apprentice who I'm going, I'm training to help alleviate some of that as well. Amazing. Great. Yeah. So guys, go follow her on Instagram. She has so many amazing posts if you don't see them all the time on our Instagrams already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we will have you on in the future because this was so fun. And thank you just for sharing everything that you did. We really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Happy to anytime. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's podcast episode. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and leave us five stars. It means so much to us and we'd love to see your feedback. If you have any requests for future guests or future topics, feel free to DM us or send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.